In the late 50s, a group of nine Russian hikers went on a journey into the harsh and icy wilderness of the Soviet Union. None of them would come back alive. This strange happening still haunts the minds of many as the details surrounding their deaths are shrouded in mystery as thick as a blizzard. Join us as we follow the chilling events of the Dyatlov Pass incident here on Mystery Archives. It was January 25, 1959, when Igor Dyatlov and the fellow members of his party arrived by train in Ivedel, a town in the northern regions of the Soviet Union. After disembarking, they took a truck to Vyashe, the last inhabited settlement so far north. The group was composed of eight men and two women, most of whom were students or graduates of Ural Polytechnical Institute. Their mission was to embark on a 14-day expedition to reach Ortorden, a summit in the icy wilderness whose native name means Dead Mountain. This expedition was classified as a Category 3, which was considered the most difficult to complete. And luckily, all members were experienced in long ski hours and mountain expeditions. The group began hiking on January 27th. The next day, however, one of the members, Yuri Yudin, was forced to turn back due to illness. He would have no idea that this would be the last time he'd see his companions among the living. The original plan of the Dyatlov expedition was to send a telegram to their sports club when they returned to Vyeshe by the 12th. However, Dyatlov told Yuri Yudin that he suspected they would take longer. When the date passed and no message had been sent there, there wasn't an immediate reaction since delays on missions like this weren't uncommon. It was only after the families of the group demanded a rescue operation that the first group of volunteer students and teachers went out on February the 20th. Later on, police and military would become involved in the search, and the discoveries that followed were so strange that rumbles of speculation remain to this present day. The total number of men who participated in the search amounted to 120, the search was made difficult on account of the fact that Igor had not filed the proper map or the route documentation prior to the trip. On February 25th, a ski trail was found, and on the very next day, the tent used by the Dyatlov group was discovered. The tent was in shambles, with none of the hikers to be found, and stranger still, the sides had been cut from the inside. The official report stated, the nature and form of all cuts suggest that they were formed by contact with the canvas inside the tent with the blade of some weapon, presumably a knife. On the morning of the 27th, rescuers found the bodies of Yuri Doroshenko and Yuri Kasafagashenko near a cedar tree with broken branches and the remains of a fire. Searchers would discover the bodies of more hikers the next day, including Dyatlov himself. A fifth hiker would be found on March the 5th, and the remaining four would not be found until months later when the winter snowed and thawed enough to reveal the bodies. 
Though it is tragic that these hikers lost their lives, the findings of the search and autopsies of the bodies have only served to deepen the mystery. Piecing together a potential narrative of events from diary and journal entries along with the evidence present near the campsite has yielded the following. The hikers reached the mountain of Koyat Sayakul on the 1st of February, leaving a depot of supplies near the foot of the slope. They ascended and set up camp as the weather conditions lowered visibility. Something went horribly wrong on the 2nd. In the middle of the night, the group cut open the tent and hiked single file downhill towards the woods and their pajamas, and away from the supply cache they left near the mountain. Once there, some of them climbed up the trees either to grab firewood or to try and spot the tent. Some of them stayed to unsuccessfully start a fire, and others tried to walk back to the tent, and all eventually succumbed to hypothermia. Others moved deeper into the forest, where they fell into a ravine, sustaining heavy injuries and eventually dying as well. The events that led to their deaths is still unclear. What made the hikers leave the safety of their tent during a blizzard, with little to no clothing and without panic? The hikers were not exactly poorly armed. They had plenty of items like axes that they could have used for protection. The only thing that could have forced them out of the tent and into the dangers of the icy wilderness would have been an immediate threat of death at the tent. And an immediate threat of death that mere axes or knives couldn't have stopped. Why were thick limbs broken off the cedar tree when dry branches were readily available for firewood? And why was the fifth hiker found with head trauma that can't be explained away by accident or clumsiness? Why were some of the hikers' articles of clothing found with radiation on them, even after months of being exposed to water? Why did the pilots refuse to airlift the bodies out of the ravine? And why did the coroner list the cause of death for the hikers in the ravine? as a compelling natural force of unknown origin. There are many theories postulated to explain the fate of the Dyatlov group, ranging from the bizarre to the unbelievable. The abominable snowman, UFOs, and other supernatural explanations have been put forward for the deaths of the hikers. A man in charge of the Dyatlov Pass investigation, named Liv Ivanov, was forced to retract the statement he made in 1959. His statement is the following. We found that some of the young pine trees at the edge of the forest had burn marks, but those marks did not have a concentric form or some other pattern. There was no epicenter. This once again confirmed that heated beams of a strong but completely unknown, at least to us, energy were directing their firepower towards specific objects, in this case, people, acting selectively. Another theory put forth by author Alexei Rakitin suggested that the three of the hikers were KGB agents on a mission to uncover a cell of CIA agents when something went wrong and the CIA agents killed the group. The strange issues such as radioactivity on the clothing have led some credence to this idea, but have not impressed those who were the friends of the Dyatlov hikers. One of the more accepted theories is that of catabotic wind, also known as gravity wind. This is a natural phenomena where high-density air from a higher elevation is carrying down slopes by winds that can equal the force of a hurricane. 
The wind would have forced the hikers out of the tent with only a few seconds of warning. Maybe they cut their way out, piled snow on top of the tent, and left a flashlight on top of the site, and calmly walked downhill to the tree line to await better conditions. Only dressed in their pajamas, they all would have succumbed to the elements. However, while this may explain some of the mystery, it does not cover all the questions this enigma poses. The mystery of what really happened to the Dyatlov group in 1959 is still alive in the hearts and minds of many who find their story tragic and fascinating. The absence of certain answers within the investigation, along with conflicting accounts on behalf of the rescuers, has sparked speculation. Movies, books, and TV shows have all attempted to give their own explanations, both fact-based and sensational. However, it is an important note that behind this enigma is the very real loss of nine human lives. All but one of the hikers died in their early 20s, with Simon Zolotrov being the oldest at 38. They all had dreams, friends, and family they left behind on that fateful day in February. We may never truly know what claimed the lives of these nine men and women, but we can certainly keep their memory alive in the stories we tell about them. The last entry in Igor Dyatlov's diary reads, We're exhausted, but starting to settle up for the night. Firewood is scarce, mostly damp furs. We build the campfire on the logs, too tired to dig a fire pit. Dinner's in the tent, nice and warm. Can't imagine such comfort on the ridge, with howling wind outside, hundreds of kilometers away from human settlements. But what do you think? Has the Dyatlov Pass incident been solved, or is there more to be discovered? Let me know down in the comments below. And I did just want to thank all of you for your patience. It's been a very trying last uh, month or so with me having and recu recuperating essentially from COVID and my grandfather passing away. It's uh, It's been a pretty hard time. So if you're still here and you're still watching, I really, truly appreciate it. And now that we're back to making content, we have a whole lot more in store for you. So thank you so much. And until next time, this has been Cody here at Mystery Archives. Take care.